98.7 FM, Arizona's sports station. Bigley and Murata. Social studies. Brought to you by Carol Royce, Keller Williams Realty East Valley. Get more money selling your home. Go to higherprice.com. That's higherprice.com. Every morning at 9 o'clock, we uh, dive into our Twitter feed at Bickley underscore Murata. Find out what's going on based on the questions Jarrett has posed for the day. It's social studies. And Sarah's here to take us through it. Hi, Sarah. Hi. Quite a variety of questions on our uh, Twitter account this morning. At Bickley underscore Murata. At Bickley underscore Murata. We are there. Our personal accounts are there as well if you want to follow us. I and thank you to the bio. listeners. We got over the goal really? number. Yes. Wow. Next stop, 20,000. Let's go. Let's Come on. We only need go. 990 yeah, more. Yes. Come Let's on. Go. In the next 11 minutes. All right. Welcome to Social Studies. We are going to stop talking about Twitter, and we're going to actually look at our Twitter. The post uh, questions posted from Jarrett Carlin every single morning. Let's start with the Arizona Cardinals and this four-option poll, fellas. Of these options, what is frustrating you most about the Arizona Cardinals so far this season? Is it their slow starts in the first quarter? Quarters? Is it the opposing fans flooding State Farm Stadium and continuing to lose at home? We are just a couple weeks away from one calendar year of uh, losing drought at home. Is it poor clock management by the Cardinals, or is it the offense just not being good enough? I, I like the last one. I think everything else is symptoms. I, th- I think the mm. biggest issue is this offense is not good enough. Yeah, the slow starts are hard to get by, but they haven't been great in the second quarters either. Uh, better in the second halves of right. games, but overall, when you look at the production, the fact that they haven't scored 30 points in a game yet with, with all of this offensive talent... That's the answer for me. Mm-hmm. It's just not good enough. Come on. 40% of our voters also say the offense just isn't good enough, and that is most frustrating to them about this year's Cardinals team. Right behind that with 36% of the vote, slow starts in the first quarter, most frustrating to them. And then we've got a tie, 12.3% for the other two options. The opposing fans taking over State Farm Stadium and losing at home, plus poor clock management. Social studies class clown responded, what's most frustrating to this person is six more years of a coach who stinks at calling plays, a GM who stinks at evaluating college prospects, and a quarterback who sometimes looks like a franchise quarterback, and other times looks like he is not up for it. Yeah. I'll say say this to social studies class clown. That is, it won't be six years of the same thing that you're seeing now. Either... Cliff Kingsbury puts it together, or the patience runs out, Matt Rule style. You're not going to be seeing the same product for six years. I can yeah. guarantee you that. Yeah, like, and again, the, the that scene, that crowd scene on Sunday, those things make very, very loud statements. Yep. No question. Charlotte Schaff says, I'm always going to say I'm frustrated with opposing fans and losing at home, but that is not going to win the Cardinals games. The slow starts are killing us. And then Refine You is calling out the fans. He says, I'm calling out 99% of the fans in the club section. Every game is the same thing. They sell their tickets or when they do show up, not a word of support or cheering for the Arizona Cardinals. It's like they're at... I didn't see this last line. It's like they're at a symphony or a Garrett Carlin stand-up show. Shut up, Garrett. Shut up, Garrett. Although, I would laugh at a Garrett Carlin stand-up show. 
I've attended several. Have you? Yes. Some of them went well. I, Some of them not so bad. I usually laughed. Some of them I usually laughed. <laughs> One of them went really badly. It was a... I should have known better. Oh, man. I look forward to hearing those details later. All right. Something you talked about just in the last couple segments, roughing the passer penalties in the NFL are a very hot topic right now. Um, some pretty questionable calls, some soft calls on Sunday and again last night in Monday Night Football. So we are asking of these three options, guys. The NFL right now is not violent enough. It's not <laughs> safe enough or it's good just as it is. I, I can't go with option one. Not violent enough? Because, I mean... Because you sound like Attila the Hun? Yeah. Okay. But, I mean, the NFL itself used to market concu- the hits that gave players oh, concussions yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and headshots and things like that. They sold them as Christmas gifts. It's, it's apparently not <laughs> safe enough. So, I mean, ideally, it's fine as it is, but that, there's variables in that and how a game is officiated. Yeah. Vic? Move on. Moving on. Okay. 45% of our voters believe the league is fine as it is. Safety-wise, 38% say this thing ain't violent enough. I don't mean to be on the fence about this, but I don't like like what I've seen the last two nights. That's fair. I don't want to say the sport isn't violent enough. It just sounds grotesque when you say that. A little we need more gladiators. We need more barbarism. Seventeen percent say it is not safe enough. Did you see Lawrence Taylor? First of all, is on Twitter. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I did not know that. Boy, yeah. That'll go about as well as Dick Buckus on Twitter or whatever. He tweeted last night to turn a sack and fumble recovery into roughing the passer. Question mark. Question mark. Question mark. You can't do that. Brian says the game is not safe enough because of the turf that they use and the quick turnaround Thursday night games. Yep. Yeah, the Thursday night games. I know they'll never get rid of them, but they need to go. Uh, and then Anthony says, I feel like it's the clear or excuse me, I feel like it is clear that the league office put out a mandate to increase litigation of the kind of tackles that took out Tua Tungavailoa, but it will go away. The NBA told their refs to stop calling leg kicks and body flops, but that only lasted a few months. What do you guys think about that? I think that's what Mike Sando was kind of implying and that like that's the trend right now. It's because it's a reaction. I'll bet it by the end of the season you won't even notice we'll away from a it. difference. Once yeah. Tua's back, everything will be back to normal. <sighs> All right. Final question for today's right. social studies. All right. Let's 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 find out what's stinking up Dan's car. Oh, I know what's stinking up Dan's car. <laughs> Italian beef. Italian beef and Jardinera under the driver's side seat, I'm guessing. Goodness gracious. Yeah. We asked our <laughs> listeners, what is the grossest thing you've ever found? In your car. Before we get to them, Vince, do you have a submission? And Dan, is that your answer? No. You know what? I I keep a pretty clean car. I got nothing. Did I ever tell you the time uh, back in Chicago, I walked out of a pizza place late at night and my car was missing? Oh, boy. And what happened was somebody who drove the same make and model as my car used their key and it worked on my car. No. That happened with with older models. Yeah. What? That that happened to me. Yeah. What kind of of car was it? I'm not going to throw the company (laughs) under a bus, but it it did indeed happen. I initially thought my car was stolen, and then I got a phone call. Hey, uh, I don't know how this happened, but I'm like, okay. 
Hey, so this I, is, got your, uh, yeah. I got your car. Yeah. So this is long enough that it's an old school actually put my, the key in the but my, dar, my key, door? My, yeah, my key didn't work in their car. You tried to steal theirs back? <laughs> well, I thought, well, you know, <laughs> it was home. Like, which one for collateral? Yeah, which was better? No, that's I, a crazy I didn't, story. I didn't because I didn't know that's what happened to my car. Ah, I just thought my car crazy. was stolen. Oh my gosh! How long did it so take before you got ne- that phone next call? Morning. So next the gross, morning. the grossest thing he ever found in his car was another, another person, driver. <laughs> a different person driving it. Yeah. Wow. I've seen a lot of gross things in Jared's car when I parked next now to him. Now, wait a second. Uh, 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 I mean, I guess the answer is when you get into your car and you find shattered glass on the back seat uh, Ooh, because it's been broken. It's that's a horrible, horrible feeling. Read Mr. Positive's tweet. Mr. Mike Paris's tweet. Positive. Yeah, this is, this is quite something. Mm-mm-mm. Okay, Jared, while you look for it, I'm going to read a couple. Okay. Um, Chad Miller found a forgotten baby bottle in the Arizona uh, heat. Uh, <laughs> oh, boy. Lacey found a half-eaten banana under the seat, courtesy of her toddler. Worst smell ever. Yes. Uh, Banana peels? Atrocious. Jerry Hewitt found a dead body, but I was a police officer, so I guess that shouldn't be a surprise. (laughs) Did you find it, Jared? I found it. Okay. Okay. Uh, He wrote, I found a breakup letter in a wrecked car at a junkyard. The tear stains on the letter and blood on the broken windshield told the story. Oh, no. Whoa. I hope that's not true. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Your son, your son tweeted that his, I guess, step-uncle. His stepdad. His stepdad cleans his brother's. Yeah, okay, full, full car. Found a three- or four-year-old bottle of chocolate milk. <laughs> oh, gosh. That's horrendous. Uh, this one and it from- turned into chocolate cottage cheese. Oh, gosh. That's disgusting. Jared, do you like chocolate cottage yeah. cheese? Yeah, why is the Invented that, Jarrett. Gosh, that's horrible. Whoa. One last one from Josh that's Game Show. Actually, brilliant. It actually isn't a bad <laughs> that's idea. That's actually right? a good idea. He says, I found that in my glove compartment, a 12 ounce bottle of brake fluid had broken open, and the glove compartment was filled almost to the brim with the brake fluid. What's gross is that just due to my laziness, I left it like that and I waited for nature to deal with it. Ugh. After about eight months, it evaporated. Whoa. Josh Game Show, what you doing? I won't elaborate on my favorite answer, but I do want to read it so people will appreciate the reference from Kemi. He's found Dirty Mike and the Boys in his car from the movie uh, The Other Guys. Oh. <laughs> Hilarious. Sorry, Kemi, I don't understand. You've never seen that movie? No, I, oh. I, had, I had to Google that one. I highly recommend it. Okay. Very, one of the most underrated comedies Ooh, okay. in the last 20 years. Thank you, Sarah. Thank Thanks you. to everybody Thank who you, chimed Sarah. in on social studies. Uh, we do it every morning at 9 o'clock. Coming up next, Cardinals got their work cut out for him. Looked like a gimme win maybe at some point, but Seattle, not bad. We'll get into some of the uh, early storylines for Week 6. Next, Bickley and Murata Mornings, 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. Really impressed with Geno Smith. I mean, to have the opportunity he has and, and the way he's playing is, is, uh, is cool to see as, as a guy who bounced around some different teams. And, um, you know, Pete always has him ready to go. I think they get, they get some young players. On, on defense that are ascending and getting better, and uh, it's wide open division. They're, they're right there with everybody else, and scoring a bunch of points right now. It's Cliff Kingsbury yesterday with Wolf and Luke looking ahead to a week six, the road trip to Seattle to take on the Seahawks. And after week one, Geno Smith famously said on Monday Night Football, "They tried to write me off. Yeah. I ain't right back. I ain't right back." And I was like, "Oh, he that's trademarked a, that phrase." That, by the way, he did. He did. That's a cute story. 
but turning into a better story than just cute because he's been really good. It's it's been jarring to see how good he's been, and it leads you to believe who else is out there that we thought were busts that just never had the right opportunity. Josh Rosen. Rosen say fourteenth times a charm. That's what they say. Fourteenth <laughs> time. So, but I mean, it's it's not like he's. It's like what Mike Sando was saying earlier. The Seahawks offense has actually expanded yeah. since Russell Wilson left. The, to score that many points on that Saints defense in New Orleans is insane. Yeah, um, Mike Sando did join us earlier and said this about uh, Seattle's offense and how it appears different with uh, Geno Smith at the controls. It looks totally different. They're hitting tight ends up the seams. It, it's totally, like the whole thing's grown. So I don't know if I'm high or something. Did somebody put something in my food? Because I would have totally thought they're going to score 17 points a game with Geno Smith this year. And his delivery of the let Geno cook <laughs> that was that, that was, was good. That was that brilliant. was really good. But it brings up, I mean, it brings up an interesting point. And he said it was like the Seahawks were running Russell Wilson's offense, and now the Denver yeah. Broncos with a new coach and Nathaniel Hackett are running Russell Wilson's offense, and it's not and working. It's not working. And now with all this freedom, Shane Waldron, the, the offensive coordinator of the Seahawks. With freedom with Geno Smith, who, yeah. and and Mike is right. He was in the last tier on his quarterback tiers piece that he puts together every year. And we talked about it. You can't take Seattle seriously. Geno Smith is the quarterback. Even though he played well in spurts last year when Wilson got hurt, they're a different team right now. Now their defense stinks. And if the Cardinals miss an opportunity this yeah. week for their offense to get off to a fast start mm-hmm. and put up big-time production over four quarters... We got some big issues to talk about on Monday. Well, yeah, listen, I, I would agree with that, and I think that the the changing nature of the NFC West is quite something. And and you know that loss to the Rams doesn't look as acceptable anymore, in my opinion. No, you know what it I mean? was another missed, was, opportunity. Yeah, another missed opportunity. I, I, I think you can put the Rams and the Eagles games for different reasons in the same yep. group, but if you hold those teams to twenty points and you don't win, you have failed. Yeah, no, that's exactly right. So, I, so, and and you've got to believe there's going to be, there's going to be, um, they're going to get it right. I don't think the Rams are going to go all year long struggling like this. I think they'll figure something out. They'll get to a higher level. I don't know what that's going to mean for the division. I don't know if if what Seattle's doing is sustainable. That's what everyone's watching. Is this thing going to? Ultimately and finally crater in one of these weeks. Well, where's the where's the seven for twenty five for hundred and eleven yards and three picks? Where's that performance? What was the number he gave first quarter? Forty seven of fifty three. Forty seven of fifty three in the first quarter. Good. Great. Yeah. yeah. Meanwhile, our football team's averaging a point and a half. In, in their first in their first three possessions of yeah, each game, right, that, exactly. so that bleeds into the second quarter. Is the, is the search that that Sando did on? Because we know it's not the first. They're averaging zero, zero points in, in the, the first, first quarter. That's right. I'm sorry, yeah. we wish that's right. We wish they would explode <laughs> on offense if they uh, averaged one point right. three points in the first quarter. That's right. Goals, <laughs> goals is goals is to get one safety. <laughs> In the first quarter. That doesn't count on the offense. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Here's uh, more from Sando on Geno Smith. 
But on offense, Geno Smith's been amazing. Like, I, you guys probably aren't watching every game all the way through. It's not a mirage. Right. This guy's on point. The offense has expanded. The first two games, they went real conservative. Like, they didn't know this was going to happen. They were they were taking the ball out of Geno's hands and like, just don't lose the game. Right. Don't lose the game, Geno. Oh, my gosh. I think they really thought Drew Locke was going to be the starter at the man of the year. Okay. After two games, they're like, geez, we got to let Geno cook. That's great. What a great line. Uh, the Seahawks uh, defense, by the way, last statistically in the league through five games, giving up an average of 430 yards and 30.8 points per game. They're not last in scoring defense. They're second to last to Detroit, but they are worst in uh, yardage. Uh, Detroit and Seattle's defenses have just been uh, atrocious to this point. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, it is an opportunity for the Cardinals to get healthy as a group. The problem is how healthy will they be as a group? The Antoine Wesley news is out. He's not going to contribute this year he's out for the season yeah. they've got issues at running no. back now all of a sudden if if, if james connor's not good to go with the rib injury they lost darrell williams they lost jonathan ward it might be the eno benjamin keontae ingram show might on, not be a Sunday. bad thing though I, I, mark mark me down for saying this i i, I think eno benjamin is legit and i think that giving him a big we'll find out i i may be way off on this but i, I think they're going to be okay there um, but but I think your other point is really more accurate, and that is if this offense can't move the ball on that Seattle defense, then you got big issues. Because look at look at the just look at what they have given up this year. Yeah. So this at the at the very least, this better be a shootout. At well, the very least, remember we expected uh, going into Week One against Kansas City, expected a shootout. Nobody expected the Cardinals' offense to struggle that mightily. Now the Kansas City Chiefs held up their end of the bargain. Mm -hmm. They put up three early touchdowns and scored 44 points. This might be the first Cardinals shootout that we see this year. That would be nice. It would I'll be, the, yeah. It would, I, yeah. That means their defense probably failed. Well, yeah, but I, but I think it's. I, would you I, would you take that? Would you take a defensive step back to see the just to, to yes, see the offense? Yes, I would. I would need I, to keep pace. Yes, yes. I think I would too because I think the because this offense needs to find that level. The offense is the key to this actually being a. And it, yeah, team. and it sounds weird to say it through five weeks, but I think I have more faith in the defense to to if they do have an off week to get back on track with what we've seen from Vance Joseph in that unit. This has been a strange five weeks. Yeah, I mean, yeah you'd say that again. It's been a strange five months. Yeah, what are you talking about? That's true. We're giving you the chance to win tickets to see undefeated international superstar Jake Paul as he takes on legendary UFC champion Anderson Silva at Desert Diamond Arena on Saturday, October 29th. Head to the contest page at ArizonaSports.com for complete details and your chance to win. Coming up next, speaking of weird, it's Tuesday. we got to bust out an edition of Mustache. We'll do it next. Bickley and Murata Mornings, 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. Time to take a look at the Arizona Sports Poll Question. Brought to you by Sanderson Ford. The best play is at Sanderson Ford. All right, we're going to ArizonaSports.com now for today's poll question, as we always do at 9.30 here on Bickley and Murata Mornings. Dan and Vince, what should Kyler Murray have done on his scramble in the last 30 seconds against the Eagles? He should have A, safely slid to take the 43-yard field goal, or he should have B, sacrificed his body for the first down. Wow, I can't believe that's even a question. I can't even believe those are the only two choices, because I wouldn't pick either one of them. What would you you write in? 
bounce it outside, get the first down, and go out of bounds. He had every opportunity to do that. He's really adept at doing that. Yeah, mm-hmm. or just, or yeah, that's not a bad option. Or, or just make sure you get the first down. Yeah, I mean, that's that. Yeah, you, you have to put your nose in it at that point. But could you imagine if he did that for like the first time in a long time and like fumbled? fumbled. <laughs> but it, I, but I, don't, I think people would have less problem with that. To be fair, I mean, he was only like a foot off. He didn't need to sacrifice his body. He could have just slid. Just kept his butt up. Two feet later. Yeah, that's a good point, too. Yeah. it's a good point, too. That said, 79% want sacrifice. Those are the people that want more violence. Yes. <laughs> no such thing as roughing the passer. 79% say they wished he had sacrificed his body for the first down. 21% are good with a safe slide for the 43-yard field goal. All right. That's today's Sanderson Ford poll question. You could vote on it now on the homepage at ArizonaSports.com. Mustache. Not a mustache. A mustache, a mustache, a mustache. Big mustache, big mustache, my mustache, your mustache. Say the word, the word mustache. A mustache, a mustache. Now we both have said mustache. A mustache, a mustache. If you only got a mustache. Okay, so this is about mustaches. It is 9.30 on a Tuesday, which means it is time for America's fastest-growing facial hair-related quiz sensation, Mustache. Not a mustache! And I'll be playing a clip from a movie, a TV show, an interview, or a song, and Bickley and Murata will have to tell me whether the person talking or singing has a mustache or does not have a mustache. And they can get a bonus point if they correctly identify the person first when the 10 wins or if we run out of time or run out of questions. But... Today's topic, because they just played MVP candidate Philadelphia Eagles quarterback Jalen Hurts. It is all things Hurts. Hurts. And Hurts is the theme. Dan Bickley won last week. With his vast knowledge of Australian history. The exact year. That was 1901, baby. Very rare. Somebody gets the tiebreaker exactly. He won both showcases last week. Well, because it wasn't a guess. I actually knew that knowledge. That's fair. Uh, Dan, would you like to go first or second? Yes, I would like to go first. Dan would like to go first. And here's the first clue on the Hurts themed. Hurts. Hurts. I've heard that song a million times. Oh, dude, I don't I, know if I know the band. Nazareth, I, not a mustache. <laughs> you got it. Okay, good. Wow. That's, I would not have got to that. To me, that is the real soul of mustache, not a mustache, when somebody doesn't think they know it, but then somewhere deep in their There's brain, they a, pull yeah, it out. A ping, yeah. That was yeah. exactly right, okay. Nazareth. All right, well uh, done, Vinny. Man. Thank you. That is uh, Boy George of a Culture Club, not a mustache. That is correct. He would look weird with a mustache. Definitely would have. All right. Okay. Okay. <laughs> two, two. Dan. Yes. Yankees win. <laughs> Yank. Ow. I hit my arm. Oh. Yankees win. <laughs> <laughs> That's the greatest. John Sterling, not a mustache. That is correct. Two points for you. All right, Vince. Mm-hmm. My fingers hurt. Oh, well, oh. now your back's going to hurt because you just pulled landscaping duty. Hmm. Anybody else's fingers hurt? I didn't think so. I didn't think so. <laughs> <laughs> that is uh, Ben Stiller as Hal, the orderly. Wow. 
uh, and a glorious fake mustache. That is a yes, tremendously big mustache. Yes. It is correct. All right, four points. Here we go, Dan. I hurt myself today to see if I still feel. I focus on the pain. Another guess. Is that Johnny Cash, not a mustache? That is correct. That's Johnny Cash. Johnny Cash, not a mustache. Johnny Cash, not a mustache. Vince. I have a I have a thought of where this is going. Oh, really? Yeah, I do. I was right. Uh, that is Trent Reznor from Nine Inch Nails, not a mustache. That is correct. All right, we got a perfect game so far between the two of you. Six to six. Let's go. Dan? Yes. In this hurt themed edition. Do you want to hurt me? Go right ahead if it makes you feel any better. I'm an easy target. Yeah, you're right. I talk too much. I also listen too much. I could be a cold-hearted cynic like you. But I don't like to hurt people's feelings. Another guess. John Candy mustache? Dang. <laughs> Just that going by correct. voices. That's, that's right. from Planes, yeah. Trains, and Automobiles. Okay. That was an oddly touching scene. That's a very sad scene. It is. He's a sad character yeah. in that in that movie. Yeah. All right, Dan, uh, Vince, yes. to keep pace. The worst thing about prison was the, was the Dementors. They were flying all over the place, and they were scary, and then they'd come down, and they sucked the soul out of your body, and it hurt. Deme- Dementors like in Harry Potter? No, not Harry Potter. I got no clue. <gasps> no clue what? at all. Nope. I'm surprised. Can I hear it one more time? The worst thing about prison was the, was the Dementors. They were flying all over the place, and they were scary, and then they'd come down, and they sucked the soul out of your body, and it hurt. Deme- Dementors like in Harry Potter? No, not Harry Potter. Is that, uh... Is it Steve Carell? It is. I'm going to say not a mustache. That is Steve Carell, not a mustache well from done. The Office. Well done. Playing a character named Prison Mike. Well you done. Know, this this well, is well this done. is like one of the highest level yeah, of this is, mustache right. on a mustache I've ever seen. A lot of All right, the last, we're going to the last yeah. two questions <laughs> here. Dan? Okay. I was going to blurt out That's a John Cougar Mellencamp. That is a, not a muscle. That is correct. Okay, you're on the board with the 10 out of 10. Vinny. I need this one. To, to tie it in. Tiebreaker. Yeah. Ooh, good luck. Here oh, we go. Man. <laughs> and we're early today. What will Jarrett do if it goes to a tiebreaker? <laughs> we'll see what Should happens. Should I Google here. something, Jarrett? <laughs> no, we'll see what happens here. Why does it hurt? Yeah, no clue. <laughs> oh, no! Any guess? I have no clue. Any any guess? It doesn't matter. I, I'm not going to. No, you points. need to get you yeah. need to get both points. That was Frank Zappa. Why does a, it hurt when I pee? Is that the name of the song? That's the name of the song. Right? Frank Zappa with a mustache. Wow. 
Oh. All right. Well, you, you upped the quality of clues in this one. That was, everybody did really, really well. Unfortunately, the last one got you there. A mustachioed Frank Zappa with his weird song. A two-game winning streak for oh, Dan Bickley. Yeah, that's not. The and weird, he, yes. he's winning in Mock My World, too. Everything's all, turning up Dan Bickley. All it took. <laughs> except for Survivor Series. That's yeah, all it took. Right. Oh, boy. Right. Just took a song about UTIs to stump Vinny on. <laughs> mustache. Not a mustache! A mustache! A mustache! A mustache! Not a mustache! I stole that from Seinfeld! No, I did not steal anything from Seinfeld! It's such a common saying among people that it just showed up in popular culture. I'm messing with you. Shut up, ferret! That's a ferret! Coming up on this Tuesday next here on Arizona Sports. This is about mustaches. 98.7 FM, Arizona's Sports Station. Weekly and Murata, Song of the Day. In here. And the bass keeps running, running, and running, running, and running, running, and running, running. Today's Song of the Day, the Black Eyed Peas. Who's that? An Apple D, Fergie, Will I Am, Will I Am. <laughs> Don't know the fourth guy. <laughs> the other black eyed pain. Oh, what's the other guy's name? Will I Am. Apple Taboo. Apple D. Oh, Taboo. Oh, Taboo. Who's that? Taboo? Uh, we're playing this as encouragement to our football team. Let's get it started. I just heard this song yesterday. Yeah. And you, you want to know why I heard this song yesterday? If I'm flipping through the channels, I have rules. There are certain movies that I will have to watch whenever they're on, no matter where it is in the movie. Right. And Hot Tub Time Machine is one of those movies. <laughs> and this song is featured. Featured prominently in Hot Tub Time Machine. For my money, one of the top five funniest movies ever made. Wow. What? Never seen it. You haven't? No. How was Hot Tub Time Machine 2? It was awful garbage that should be burned with fire. But the first one was very funny. Uh, Black Eyed Peas, let's get it started. Today's song of the day. Bickley and Murata going off the grid. Off the grid. Brought to you by Sweet James Accident Attorneys. If you've been hurt in an accident, call Sweet James at 800-500-5200 or sweetjames.com. All right, uh, a little Daily Dose of Vinny Joe trivia for you to start off off the grid today. The um, Last night, Travis Kelsey, strangest stat line you'll ever see a player have in the NFL. Seven mm-hmm. catches for 25 yards, and four of those seven catches went for touchdowns. Crazy. Not the first guy to get four touchdowns. Won't be the last guy to get four touchdown catches in a game. However, the Arizona Cardinals since moving to the Valley in 1988, have never had a player in the regular season or playoffs have four touchdown catches in one game. They have had six different players have three touchdown catches in a game. Can you name the six? Larry Fitzgerald. Larry Fitzgerald's the only guy that did it twice. He's one. Anquan Bolden. Anquan Bolden did it once. Christian Kirk, amazingly. Christian Kirk That's did it right. once he against Tampa it. Bay in a loss, by the way. Three touchdowns in a loss. David Boston. Good guess, but no. 
Um, I've got years for you if you'd like them. Who is the other thousand yard receiver with that Kurt Steve Warner Bruston. team? Steve Breston. It wasn't Steve Breston. No. I had one guy do it in eighty. Actually, two different guys did it in the nineteen eighty nine season. And uh, one guy... Roy Green? Did it. Yeah, Roy Green Just was one. Yep. And one guy did it in 1997. Okay, uh, yeah. that would be Rob Moore. Rob Moore did it in 97. The 89 guy is a tough one. But he was... He was Roy Green's partner in crime. Charles Barkley. No. <laughs> no that was an entirely different thing. Yeah. That's so true. J.T. Smith. Was the correct answer. Those guys did that less than a month apart. Three touchdown passes. Uh, they each caught wow. in one game. W- well done today. You guys. You look delicious from up here. Yeah, it did. And then you guys knocked it out of the park. Did you see this last night? Uh, Denver Nuggets, Phoenix Suns, preseason action. It pains me to play this because it's, uh, it's a PA announcer in the league. Center from Texas A&M, number six, DeAndre Ayton! DeAndre Jordan! <laughs> Whoops. Is that like your nightmare? Yeah, I said I wasn't going to comment on it because it's bad juju. Oh, it is. And I have a game tomorrow it night. It is. Um, oh, that was painful. The, 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 and, and the cameras caught the Denver Nuggets. DeAndre Jordan's the last player introduced, so they're all in their huddle. And you see all of them look over at the PA guy with like, like what? And he, he corrected himself. I've just guaranteed that I will screw up big time on my next time. At, yeah, no, listen, yeah, you just, yeah, I think you did kind of jinx yourself there. Oof. Gambo yeah. actually even tweeted me last night and said, did you ever, did you ever do this? And I said, not in player introductions, but I introduced the wrong player coming in. I've told this story before. Jordan Crawford was coming in, and he pulled off his top, and I saw Crawford on the back, and I was distracted by the Suns players coming in, and I said, Jamal Crawford coming into the game. Jamal. I don't even remember where Jordan Crawford was playing at the time. <laughs> the phone? He did not the- appreciate it. Jamal. <laughs> oh, wait. Jordan J- Crawford? Jamal Crawford? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry. The, the, the uh, but I did apologize. I, I called him over at halftime, and I was like, I am sorry. That is totally my fault. I got to be better than that. He's like, we're all good. And, sure I, and then I don't think really he ever care. played a game in the league after that. Oh, my God. <laughs> that was his one memory? Wow. The one time he was wow. ever introduced? No, no, no. I'll make that. He was out of the league pretty quickly. But his claim to fame, you'll never take it away. Jordan Crawford, when he was in high school, went to LeBron's camp and went viral for dunking in LeBron's face. Like, LeBron was guarding the campers, and he, yeah. he oh, yeah. dunked all over him. Don't, don't try to make it up to him now, Vinny. Uh, <laughs> I got you, Jordan Crawford. Uh, Mookie Betts and the Dodgers, they open up their uh, their playoffs today against the San Diego Padres. He just celebrated a birthday over the weekend. Did you all see right. this story? I didn't. He had a party. The next day, on Sunday, he woke up and he went bowling. He's a great bowler. You know what he did? He bowled a 300. Oh. Oh, come on. <laughs> Life's good. Yeah. Uh, you know that Dodgers-Padres game is going to be heard on 98.7 FM Arizona Sports right? Station right tonight, after, this right very after, evening. Right after Burns and Go Gambo. Padres! It's so weird. I hate both those two. I've always had a soft spot in my heart for the Padres until like the last three years. <laughs> until they started mm-hmm. to get good. But I don't know if there's a bigger Padres fan in the world today than, than me. I'm, I'm fluctuating on my support for the San I, Diego Padres. You're probably right. Because I don't think there's that many big Padres fans. <laughs> no, you'd be surprised. I um, would. They The last couple years have been, been good for that team, that market, the way they've spent money. They've invested in superstars. 
And, man, if they had Fernando Tatis in the series, they haven't had him all year. No. They still got here without him. Right. But could you imagine the star power in this series with Machado, Tatis, Soto going up against the Dodgers? (laughs) How many of those Padres fans, though, were wearing Dodgers gear like three and a half seasons ago? That's a good question. It's a good question. Padres, by the way, are due. I said this yesterday. Crazy stat. Dodgers have won 23 of the last 28 games against the Padres. Yeah, they've I mean, won twenty three of the last twenty eight games against most every that's team. Good, that's they won one hundred eleven games. It's a good Very point. True. Yeah, I think it was Freddie Freeman said something like, "Yeah, the Padres are hot, but we've been hot for seven months." Ugh. Flex much, Fred? <laughs> hot for seven months. Anybody? What's any it like? of the other seven teams wins the World Series, and I will be happy. I don't want the Astros to win. I would take the Astros winning over the Dodgers. I would. Anybody but the Astros and the Dodgers. In fact, I don't even hate the Dodgers. I know that sounds sacrilegious. I just don't. No. I'm just kind of messing them. I'll be the the hater of the Dodgers on this team. (laughs) We we don't have to have the same views on that. Right. Thanks to Mike Sando, Shane Doan for joining us. Thanks to you for hanging out. We'll catch you tomorrow morning at 6 a.m. Wolf and Luke are up next here on 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station.